Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. While WWE under the stewardship of Triple H is a vastly superior beast to the WWE seen under the maniacal reign of Vince McMahon's final few years, there are still plenty of problems with the present day WWE and that's what we're looking at here. So with that in mind then, I'm Andrew from What Culture Wrestling and here are 10 things that WWE needs to stop doing immediately. Number 10. Hit Row on the main roster. Clearly, some of Triple H's rehires of 2022 and 2023 have been better than others, but few acts failed to click on any sort of level as much as hero. In the group's previous iteration in NXT and on the main roster briefly, it was Isaiah Swerve Scott who was the focal point of the group, with B-Fab, Top Dollar and Ashanti the Adonis serving as decent supporting players to Swerve's undeniable star power. Now, of course, Swerve can these days be found in AEW under his Swerve Strickland guys and the remaining trio of Hit Row have floundered in Swerve's absence. As a hand-slapping, energetic babyface act, fans didn't give a damn about Hit Row upon the three's return to the company back in August. It was a little bit sad and slightly uncomfortable to hear Fab, Dollar and Adonis put their all into their pre-match raps, only for those raps to play out to an apathetic crowd. Many suggested that some of Hit Row's problems could be served by turning the three heel, and just such a turn played out towards the end of last year. Unfortunately though, the act is still an awful one that garners minimal reaction. In fairness, Ashanti the Adonis is a decent in-ring worker. B-Fab has something, but Top Dollar? He just carries himself on screen and on social media as if he's the second coming of The Rock, and not in a, ooh, what a cocky heel way, the way you'd love to see Top Dollar get his ass handed to him by a babyface, but more in a, seriously mate, have a word for yourself way. As babyfaces, Hit Row have sucked. As heels, Hit Row continue to suck. The best option right now would be to send the entire trio back down to NXT to work on their craft in the hope of finding something that clicks with audiences. If not, Hit Row's Return to WWE may be a rather short one. Number 9. Those painful ad break spots during premium live events. While there's clear plus points to WWE having tiered pricing options for the WWE Network and their Peacock service, there are so many times during the premium live event where those who pay the most for this service are left twiddling their thumbs as yet another bunch of countless promo spots and montages play. For those who opt to pay $4.99 to watch content through Peacock, that price point comes with the inclusion of adverts 
adverts. The problem here though is what the viewing experience is like for those who choose to pay the higher fee of $9.99 to watch ad-free action. With WWE not wanting anything of note to happen during Peacock's ad breaks, that means that premium live events, they're basically put on pause. So to fill that time, the $9.99 subscribers find their screens filled with nothing video packages designed to spotlight, say, Bobby Lashley or Charlotte Flair or promote an upcoming event for no particular reason other than this broadcast time that needs taking up. Obviously, those watching on demand can skip through any such montages, but it makes for a somewhat jarring viewing experience for anyone tuning in live to watch a premium live event. Number 8. So much of the NXT daftness. Sure, NXT these days is far removed from the glory of the famed black and gold days, but the product is also better right now than it was when NXT 2.0 was in full flow. And while there is absolutely a place in pro wrestling for a good old dollop of daftness, NXT needs to drop what percentage of such daftness can be viewed on its weekly programming. One has to remember, NXT is technically a developmental ground, designed for talents to hone their craft and learn the WWE style. It's also a developmental ground in terms of a particular talent being afforded the opportunity to flesh out a character or gimmick. Still, at the end of the day, NXT is televised to a worldwide audience, and so what's seen on those broadcasts does and should matter in terms of perception. Case in point, a recent episode of NXT opened with a very solid 15-minute TV match between Tyler Bates and Grayson Waller. For those impressed by the in-ring action delivered between Bates and Waller, they were then left rolling their eyes by a segment involving a 22-year-old virgin getting a lesson in how to kiss a girl. This same episode later had Apollo Crews writing in his diary. Thea Hale was freaked out by four jobbers in dreadful masks. There was a pantomime villain voice note from Isla Dawn. We had a security guard learning how to wrestle. A couple of tag teams played pool and racked up a comedy bar bill. And we got the aforementioned 22-year-old virgin getting giddy on Twitter before having his big moment ruined. Way, way too much daft. Number 7. The Minimal Announcements while it's nowadays ridiculous to see poor Excalibur have to rattle through a multitude of matchup announcements in a short amount of time over on AEW programming, Tony Khan's promotion should absolutely be commended for how they have their Dynamite and Rampage lineups in place weeks ahead of time. For WWE, it's completely the polar opposite to AEW when it comes to having upcoming shows mapped out and to letting its audience know what to expect. As an example, a recent AEW Dynamite was already planned out a week in advance with fans knowing that they'd be tuning in the following week to see an eight-man tag match. A Hangman Adam Page versus Kip Sabian match. Jungle Boy versus Brian Cage. Mark Briscoe versus Josh Woods. Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho. And John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli versus Roosh and Preston Vance. It was revealed that Wardlow would be sitting down to talk to Jim Ross. Adam Cole would be interviewed by Rene Paquette. And there'd be an appearance from AEW World Champion MJF. In WWE's case, you'll be lucky if you get two matches announced for either Raw or SmackDown. And even then, such announcements are often made online on the day of the show. How Bush League does it look on a kayfabe level when so many matches are conveniently put together as Raw is in process? As in, if wrestler A didn't unexpectedly come out to interrupt wrestler B and set up a contrived singles bout, what exactly did WWE management have planned to take up Raw's three hours? It makes no sense. Number six. 
Stop allowing Road Dog to do his podcast. For many wrestling fans, wrestling podcasts are part of their weekly or daily routine. While there's clearly our own fantastic What Culture Wrestling podcast output, there's a whole array of other great content out there too. Be that from outlets such as the Wrestling Observer to podcasts from those within the industry like Dax Harwood, Jim Ross, Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle, Eric Bischoff, Arn Anderson, Jeff Jarrett, Kevin Nash, and the man many love to hate, James E. Cornette. And then, well, then there's Road Dog. Yes, Bruce Pritchard may currently have his own podcast and be an active WWE Senior Vice President, but at least Pritchard's pod chatter doesn't particularly impact WWE. For the Road Dog, Brian James, his podcast often seems to conflict with his present day role as WWE Senior Vice President of Live Events. Case in point here, the D-O-double-G's podcast comments about Dax Harwood have reignited a beef between both men. Of course, this being the one and the same Dax Harwood whose AEW contract is expiring in April and who has very publicly addressed that he and Cash Wheeler returning to WWE is a very real option for the pair right now. Would digs and half-arsed apologies from Rodo be enough for a talent to turn down WWE? Likely not, but it's still something which could be a factor when a free agent is weighing up the various options and destinations available to them these days. If you're going to have any WWE VP do their own weekly podcast, why not give William Regal a nudge to restart his gentleman villain pod? You know, as in a polite, professional, humble icon of the business. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. 
Christmas. Number five, the major lack of character development. Mia Yim and Piper Niven are two extremely capable, talented wrestlers. So why did the pair's recent match on Raw play out to utter crickets at Brooklyn's Barclays Center? Clearly the fact that Yim and Niven were given less than three minutes to impress is of course one issue, but more problematic is that audiences haven't been given a reason to care about either individual. What do we know about the Mia Yim character since she's returned to WWE? Okay, she's buddies with AJ Styles and the Good Brothers, and she likes to go by the Meechin nickname. Great. With Piper Niven, she thankfully dropped the Dewdrop gimmick when she returned to WWE programming at the Royal Rumble. But what's the kayfabe reason for Piper to revert to her former moniker? And why was now the time to do so? All that we know from WWE TV is that Niven is a heel, and that's about it. For fans to be invested in a wrestler, they need a reason to care. You look at any even half over current act, and there's clear-cut characteristics on display. This is far from just the problem with Mia Yim and Piper Niven, don't get that confused, for there are numerous members of the Raw and SmackDown rosters who lack any sort of true character definition right now, and until that is rectified, those talents will continue to struggle to connect with audiences. Number 4. The Monotonous Opening Promo Format Promo trains are nothing new to the wrestling business, and they certainly aren't a problem unique to WWE, but they are still a problem for the company nonetheless. In particular with WWE, it's the Raw brand that forever opens with one wrestler cutting a promo, just to be interrupted by another wrestler, just to often be interrupted by yet another wrestler. It doesn't even have to be the traditional promo train of more than two acts exchanging barbs. For WWE's approach, in particular for Raw, is to just constantly open their show with an interruption segment. There was a 6th of February, where Edge and Beth Phoenix cut an in-ring promo, only to get interrupted by Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio. The week before that, the 30th of January, Cody Rhodes cut an in-ring promo, and then got interrupted by Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio. The 16th of January, The Bloodline cut an in-ring promo, only to get interrupted by Rhea Ripley, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio. And the week before that, on the 9th of January, Kevin Owens cut an in-ring promo, only to get interrupted by JBL and Baron Corbin. Because for those wondering why the 23rd of January episode of Raw wasn't mentioned there, that was Raw 30, and there was the whole different format, complete with an awful opening promo from Hulk Hogan, brother. Starting a TV broadcast with a promo, a promo interruption, or even a promo train involving multiple acts is absolutely fine. But seriously, can we not start to mix things up a little bit from week to week? How about starting with you know, a hot wrestling match from the get-go. Maybe dropping a little backstage chaos. Something, anything, but just the same old tired show opening trope each and every week. Number three standing around in the ring. One of the more baffling tropes WWE has introduced in recent years is having a talent stand around in the ring for a ludicrous amount of time as they wait for something to happen. For example, a wrestler will make their way out to the ring, complete with their usual entrance pomp and circumstance, then the show will go to a commercial break. Upon returning from that ad intermission, the video package might air. Another star or two will be interviewed backstage, and only then will the person stood out in the ring either get to cut their own promo or be greeted by whichever opponent they're scheduled to face. There are regularly instances such as this where a wrestler is left to twiddle their thumbs in the ring for like seven, eight minutes. Then that wrestler will have to be all smiles and poses once the focus finally returns to them. Just stop it. Number two, Bray Wyatt. 
This is not to say that WWE needs to immediately stop Bray Wyatt's time with the company and once again wish him well in his future endeavours, but the market leader needs to do something to stop the current stench Wyatt is bringing to WWE programming. It's clear that Wyndham Rotunda is an extremely creative person, a fantastic orator, and more than capable in the ring. Yet the way he's presented in WWE is continuing to drag him and those around him down. It would be fair to say that the Wyatt family as a collective certainly benefited all involved at times, but who has ever entered the rivalry with Bray and emerged unscathed in terms of their character and or the crowd response to them? Let's take a quick look at a few people. Braun Strowman was literally drowned on pay-per-view by Wyatt before then dropping the Universal Championship to him a month later at SummerSlam 2020. Babyface Seth Rollins was made a laughing stock after his feud with The Fiend in 2019. Uber-tough bastard Dean Ambrose had the Willie's put up him by a freaking lantern back in 2014. Earlier that same year, the legs momentarily were taken from under Daniel Bryan when he fell under the spooky dookie spell of Wyatt. John Cena looked like a total idiot after he lost the Bray due to a spooky kid singing. And then there's poor Randy Orton, who has shared black goo, refrigerator wars, fake maggot-infested rings, and more with Wyatt over the years, including attempted murder when Randall Keith set the fiend on fire, throwing Roman Reigns, Chris Jericho, Finn Balor, and even the often maligned Kane as just a few other examples of those who were hindered by feuding with Bray Wyatt. Thankfully, LA Knight's sheer charisma and personality means he should just about be fine moving forward after the pair's Mountain Dew pitch black BS at the Royal Rumble. WWE has proven with the bloodline that they can still exquisitely deliver long-form storytelling, but the whole Wyatt Six Guff and Captain Howdy mystery needs to seriously start to chug along at a brisker pace. It's been over four months now since Bray Wyatt returned to WWE, yet what more do we know about Bray and all the spooky stuff that surrounds him now than we did when the Eater of Worlds returned last October? Nothing. We don't know anything more about this guy. Number one, no world title presence on Raw. Whether the undisputed WWE Universal Championship is once again split into two separate entities or not, there absolutely needs to be a world title presence on Raw once WrestleMania 39 is in the rearview mirror. It's long been reported how WWE has discussed splitting the two belts that are currently in the possession of Roman Reigns, and likewise there have been rumblings that USA Network executives are keen to have a world championship on the Monday night flagship show. WWE has a couple of options on this front. The most logical may well indeed be to re-establish the WWE Championship and WWE Universal Championship as individual beasts, with one of those titles housed on Raw and one based on SmackDown. However, should WWE decide that it still doesn't want to split these belts, the other sensible option would be to just have the undisputed WWE Universal Champion actually appear on Raw on a regular basis. Granted, Roman Reigns and his schedule means that the Tribal Chief doesn't necessarily even appear on every single episode of SmackDown these days, but it's laughable how few Raw appearances Roman has made since taking that brand's top title from Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 38. 
So, there are 10 things that WWE needs to stop doing immediately. Agree? Disagree? Or are there any other problems WWE needs to fix right now? Be sure to let us know in the comments. And while you're here, be sure to like, subscribe, share, turn those notification bells on, and come and give us a follow on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. While you're there, you can find me at CulturedLeftPeg. I've been Andrew Pollard from WhatCultureWrestling, and hopefully you've enjoyed this video. And most importantly, I hope that whatever you're doing today, it's a good day. Whether you're doing something, whether you're doing nothing, I hope you have the best possible time. And if if you're not, I hope things turn around very quickly and I will catch you down the road.